Welcome to the Scary Sisters. <laughs> Hi, right, Bubba. We're gonna record. When are you gonna be done? Not very long, and then we'll uh, watch Labyrinth. We're gonna watch Labyrinth. Ooh, I'm jealous. He's never seen it before. That's exciting. It's on Amazon. Oh, nice. And I saw it, and I was like, because oh. I've been saying no to him because I don't want to buy movies. So if it's not free, I don't, you know. Yeah, I get that. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> I have been reading like crazy, actually. Um, I have finished, I think, six books in the last like three weeks, something like that. I rewatched Dexter. The whole thing? <laughs> yes. Oof! How was season eight? Terrible. I mean, it wasn't great. I like kind of like started to zone out towards the end. You know. Alan and I only watched season eight because we were hate watching it and we'd watch it and then we would get on like Reddit and read like what people would say about it. It was very fun. <laughs> yeah. Like I was like not even paying attention really. Cause yeah, it gets, eh. it's not good after season four. That's my argument. It's over. Yeah. And I have a tendency if I think a show is going downhill, I just like, I just abandon ship. I'm like, okay, I'm done. I'm done. I have a hard time doing that. I'm like, I'm committed. I'm like, I have to see it through the end, even if I'm not feeling it anymore. <laughs> That's like people who kept watching Walking Dead, The Walking Dead. That shit is on like season 11. Yeah, I mean, there are times where like, I have a harder time watching it to the end if it's still on. I can binge watch it t- towards the end if I can watch it on my own time. But like when it's still going and I have to like tune in and I don't, I don't do that. I have, I lose patience for that stuff. <laughs> and like slog through it. Yeah. Like, no, it's too bad. Cause the first season is freaking cool. Anyways, this is the scary sisters and I'm Mallory. And I'm Allison. And this is the podcast where Allison and I, and sometimes Whitney, we are sisters. We talk about the scary movies that we watch. And we kind of compare notes and just talk about what scares us. I mean, we've talked about this, but really this should be like the anxiety sisters. (laughs) (laughs) All the things that make us anxious. I mean, yeah, because that's usually what scares me the most. I know. It's always like what freaks me. Oh my God. Speaking of being freaked out. So... I've been having the worst nightmares of my entire life. Just awful. They're not going away. And like, I've been exercising. That's not helping. Like nothing's helping. Like I'm just having these terrible nightmares. Yeah. And they're usually just like about anxiety and whatnot. They're not usually related to the movies we watch. So that's good. (laughs) But they are horrible. The other day though, I was, so we like already decorated our house for Halloween and I, there's a skull in our living room, and it scared the shit out of me because I thought, like, someone was standing there. Oh, God. And then there was this weird noise, and it was, like, oval, oval. And I'm, like, what the fuck? There is this old puzzle that I have in a bag to go to Goodwill that was Maxwell's, like, learning shapes. Oh, my God. That's so scary. And it keeps going oval, oval. <laughs> It scared the shit out. So between the skull and that noise, I was like, what the fuck? That's horrible. (laughs) I thought like my dreams were becoming reality. 
Oh my God, no. Last night, my dream was all about like not finding pencils, which is like. Oh my God, I have so many anxiety dreams like that. I literally had an anxiety dream about remembering to put paper towels on my shopping list. (laughs) And then I woke up and I was like, I have a lot of paper towels. (laughs) I was like, I'm trying to like realize if that actually needed it or that was just like a dream. And I was like, like, it's. So what do you think? <laughs> what do you think? Like, so there's always like a meaning to dreams, right? So then what, what do you think that was really about? I don't know. I think it's just general anxiety. Right. Thinking I'm forgetting things kind of. I know that last night mine was because this morning I got up and went for a walk with my friend and neighbor. We decided to start going for walks twice a week, but I was so worried I was going to sleep through my alarm that I guarantee that that's why. Yeah. They kept waking up and being like, oh, it's only two. It's four. <laughs> it's freaking out. So what have you been up to other than watching Dexter? Um, I'm all moving into my new place. I got a virtual tour of her place. It's very cute. Yeah, it's, I am packed within like a couple days and got all decorated and it feels great to be all settled. People like you, decorating people always make me feel bad because like Ari's like this too y'all like decorate so quickly and I'm like I've lived in my house for seven years <laughs> well the thing is like with my last place I didn't really decorate and I think a big thing is here it's my own space and do whatever I want cute I like the flowers that are behind you right now yeah yeah I even have I had like nothing in my wall before yeah so listeners Allison is obsessed with her middle name and she has it all over her house. May I share your middle name? Yeah. Her middle name is Joy, and you can find a lot of things that say Joy. <laughs> yeah, because, like, especially around the holidays, Christmas Joy kind of yeah. thing. So, yeah. So, in every room, there's at least one Joy. <laughs> yeah, I think I have four. And I have a couple A's, too. <laughs> Someone's obsessed with themselves. That's so funny. Maxwell's like I that, mean, too. I have joy tattooed to my body. That was my first tattoo. It's true, you do. <laughs> do you ever feel like the word joy is kind of, like, taunting you? No, I feel like everyone's, like, talking about me. Oh, I said taunting you. No, I think, like, no, I'm saying no. I don't think oh, okay. that. Anytime someone uses joy, they're, like, a part of me. Okay, all right. They're talking about me. <laughs> I take it personally when anyone uses joy. Oh, okay. Nice. <laughs> well, my dream is someday to uh, lead a school full of joy. So. Oh, great. I am so excited for this adventure we're going on. <laughs> um, I love that you have A's all over your house. Maxwell has the same thing with M, like M is his favorite letter. So I could overhear him today in school and, he, and they were like, what, what letter do you think we're doing today? And he goes, and it actually was the right letter for the day. Oh my god, that's hilarious. I love it. I bet you he guesses M every... Yeah, it just this was a good <laughs> guess. So, uh, we actually watched The Nightmare on Elm Street for this episode. Um, I have been super excited to talk about this because I loved it. Now, what's your initial reaction? Um, I don't... I mean, it's like a classic... 80s horror movie so it's like pretty much what I expected okay it's not that scary to me but I mean it I don't think it was bad but you didn't hate it no it was no people under the fucking stairs (laughs) the episode that will never be released (laughs) ever it's just Allison and I fighting (laughs) 
It's not interesting to listen to. So I did, I wanted to start out with. Yeah. Trying to find the, now I got to skip ahead. I love the music. I, that was the first note that I made was that I love the music. It is amazing. I do actually really like it because some of these older ones I make fun of, but um, I'm into that. And I gotta say it's way better than like Friday the 13th. (laughs) (laughs) I think this is interesting because you had never seen it. And this is like, you know, one of those like classic horror that you need to see if you're into horror. So A Nightmare on Elm Street is a 1984, best year ever, uh, American slasher film written and directed by Wes Craven and produced by Robert Shea. And it's the first installment of A Nightmare on Elm Street film series. To be honest, though, I have not watched any of the other ones. I've seen one and I'm good. I feel like it's beautiful and it's fine. But they definitely made it to be more like they like ended it as like a yeah there's gonna be more kind of thing yeah that's interesting because initially Wes Craven didn't want to do that they were like well you should probably leave an opening yeah it's like it doesn't like need a new one but you can tell like it yeah it makes it easy for a next I would love to know if any of the listeners like any of the other ones because I would definitely watch them but I don't want to slog through all of them so tell me which Nightmare on Elm Street you like the most. I do want to watch New Nightmare. I think for me, it has to be Wes Craven. Otherwise, I'm like not into it. One, two, Freddy's coming for you. That's creepy. Three, four, better lock your door. You know what that reminds me of? What? The little song about Lizzie Borden. Oh. Lizzie Borden took an axe and gave her mother 40 wax. I can't believe like people like would say that as a child. Yeah, right. What the fuck. What the fuck? Well, I mean, technically, like Ring Around the Rosie is about the plague. What the fuck? Why <laughs> <laughs> are children like saying these creepy as shit? <laughs> so this film, I think, plays on one of the worst fears of all time because it affects your ability to sleep. Yeah, this, I feel like it hits home with both of us because we've had horrible nightmares, so. Horrible, like, if my nightmares actually became true, oh my god. Well, and it's like, you can't get away, you fucking have to sleep to live, like. Yeah. That's not, like, something you could, like, choose not to do, (laughs) there's no way out, like, I'm just not going to this scary place. (laughs) You start to feel crazy if you don't sleep, too. Yeah. I think it's one of the worst horror villains ever. It's definitely a very scary concept. You know where he got that from? So I ended up watching not only the movie, I also watched a making of. You all this background stuff. I did. I did a bunch of background information because I was like so into it. I didn't want to stop. But he actually got the idea to do this from an article that he read about how this kid like died in his sleep and he just happened to like read about it and that's where the idea came from 
In fact, I have a lot of information about Freddy Krueger as a character in general. So I love Robert England as Freddy Krueger. He's so good. Why? You believe it's him. Like, you believe that, like, this character is, like, real. You know, Robert England was in that one episode of It's Always Sunny when they go back to high school, and he plays the janitor, the creepy janitor. I don't remember that episode. You don't remember that? Whatever. Okay. There's so many fucking episodes. I can't remember every single character. I mean, fair enough. That's one of the shows that I actually, like, rewatch on a regular basis. Before I get into all my knowledge about Freddy Krueger, let's talk about the plot. So if you have not seen The Nightmare on Elm Street, I think you should actually just turn this off and go watch it. It is worth watching. I loved it. I think it's phenomenal. I forgot how much I liked it until I started watching it, and then I was taking these, like, fangirl notes the whole time. Plot is that in March of 1984, Tina Gray awakens from a nightmare in which she's attacked by a disfigured man wearing a blade-fixed glove in a boiler room. Her mother points out four mysterious slashes on her nightgown. Ah. And you think, initially you think Tina's going to be the main character. Yeah, because I mean it like focuses on her to begin with. I like that they did that and I think that's like a Wes Craven thing. No one ever thinks you're going to kill the protagonist, but he totally makes it seem like yeah. he killed the protagonist within the first. So basically, Tina's consoled by her best friend, Nancy, Thomas, and her boyfriend, Glenn. And because of this, they end up staying the night at Tina's house because Tina's mother is going out of town. But this is when Tina's boyfriend, Rod Lane, shows up. Ooh, I fucking hated him. <laughs> I wasn't a fan at all. Like, I know we were supposed to hate him, yeah, he was a douche. And I still fucking hated him. I couldn't stand him. It was so nasty. But anyway, so they are staying the night. And then what ends up happening is right away, Tina gets killed. Like, the scene two, basically. Uh, and oof. That was a rough one. Yeah, she gets, bloody like, one. very bloody and dragged on the ceiling. So, you know how they did that? Because this is 84, right? Yeah. So they weren't like CGIing anything. So the way that they did that is they made a room that could be turned. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's crazy. That's actually really cool. Isn't that cool? The actress said it was one of the scariest things because like it seemed janky in general and like was going to fall apart. And she kept getting super dizzy because (laughs) the whole room is like upside down. It kept fucking with her like equilibrium. Oh, fuck. She said it was not one of the... They all said in this documentary that because they were young, they didn't know any better, but really the filming of this was pretty, they barely had any money. They were all slightly in danger at times. My God, that's insane. (laughs) But that was super cool. Like, that's actually one of the things I love about this film is because I love practical effects. And they they had a practical effect every minute, like every three minutes. It was really cool. Look pretty good like for the time it wasn't like poorly done so you know the scene where nancy's sleeping and something comes through the wall yeah and it like stretches <laughs> that's just spandex i figured it was just like it's like cloth or <laughs> but it was funny because like the story behind it was they were all like oh shit how do we do this we have no idea how to do this and then one of the production assistants is like hey there's this new stuff called spandex i'm gonna go get us some That's funny. Oh, I forgot it was, like, new back then. Yeah, is that wild? So weird. So she gets killed right away. It's super bloody. And at this point, you can... So she's, like, pulled against the 
ceiling and she's thrashing around and you can see someone's dragging her, but obviously you can't see that. And Nancy and Glenn wake up and they find that Tina's like dead. And the boyfriend Rod like disappears because obviously it looks like he did it for sure. The fingernails and like the scratching (laughs) freaks me out. It's creepy. One of the one of my least favorite sounds is nails on a chalkboard, which I know is like everyone's, but yeah. But like knives on metal, also super freaky. Not a fan. So when you hear a scary noise, is it ever your instinct to go investigate? Hell fucking no. Me either. I hear noise. I'm like, let me lock my doors. Let me hide under my covers. Let me not go anywhere near it. Yeah. Oh, this is just a random note. I said there's no way that they had decent sex. <laughs> what? It didn't look good. Nothing nothing about that relationship oh was God. good. None of it looked fun. Oh my gosh. Anyways. <laughs> Again, some general rules, like we're talking about horror movie rules, right? Okay. Don't follow creepy voices to your backyard. It's just a just don't. Yeah. Yeah. Especially what? I, no, I just thought of something. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't mean to scare you. <laughs> no, I just thought of something. What? You know what? My recurring nightmare was as a child. What? Oh my God. I used to have it all the time. It was our mother taunting me and going, Mallory, Mallory. That was my recurring fucking nightmare as a child. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? I know it was awful. I would get it. I wouldn't get it all the time, but like, especially if I were sick, I would like, that was the whole dream was just our mom taunting me and saying my name. Like, was she like doing anything or no, just like fucking with me. Just being like Mallory. That's like how mom used to wake me up. Well, maybe that's where I get it from. <laughs> she would just, yeah, she would like literally just like say it so softly and quietly. And then sometimes Whitney would have to wake me up and she'd pull my blanket off. Well, that will wake you up. <laughs> Mom is like, <laughs> and Whitney's like, fuck you, wake up. <laughs> uh, I'm an early riser, so no one wakes me up. I wake up everyone else. I mean, now I am. But when I was younger, I definitely, I slept like a freaking champ back in the day. I'd be dead as fuck. If oh. I was a nightmare. <laughs> I just thought of that because I only, it was taunting and it, but it was only when I was like sick. It's weird. I haven't had it in a long time. That's super random. I know. Well, it reminded me of Tina. Yeah. So there's a couple of like good effects in this part, but there was that one long arm effect where he like, <laughs> like his arms are out really far and it was really silly, but I, I was like, it works. It works <laughs> because it's a dream. I mean, yeah, I think that's, like, a way that, like, this can get away with a lot more. Because it's a dream, it's going to be more unrealistic. Like, with other horror movies, you're, like, expecting things to be more real. So one of the things that kept coming up as I was watching Nightmare on Elm Street was the fact that the cops had to keep investigating these murders. Could you fucking imagine going to that scene? No, but, I mean, they're used to it, aren't they? No, I mean, I don't mean, like, that they have, like, weak stomachs, but none of them make fucking sense. I mean, yeah, but I'm sure that they have... Like, the Johnny Depp one? Yeah. 
He got sucked into his bed. Ooh, again, you know how they did that? Oh. That was the turned room too. They just turned the room upside down and just flushed blood. And they said that they had one take. Oh my God. They talked about how they couldn't be in there. So they just had to have like the camera in there. And they just like were outside crossing their fingers and praying that it would work. That's insane. (laughs) I love that scene though. That's the one that always stuck with me from this film is when Johnny Depp is killed. And it's just like that blood everywhere. Did you know that this is Johnny Depp's first film? Yeah, no, I was really, it was really cute because like when it's during the credits in the beginning, it says introducing Johnny Depp. And I was like, "Ah!" (laughs) it's so funny because like the first time I ever seen Johnny Depp was way past this. Right. Oh, yeah. (laughs) He almost didn't get the role. That's crazy. And the only reason he got the role was because Wes Craven's daughter was like, are you kidding? You need to pick Johnny Depp. Uh, He did great. Because he's so cute. I know he's not of like... I'm way old for him now, but he is so cute in this movie. He's just really cute. cute. And I love his little like midriff shirt he wears. (laughs) It's so cute. So in the plot, Tina's killed and the next day Rod is arrested and he keeps saying that he's innocent uh, because he is, but you know, how, how would anyone think it's anything else? He keeps making himself look guilty, too, because he's, like, running away. And I know he's scared, probably, because, yeah, what the fuck? But running away is not going to make you look better. People are going to come after me for this because I know people love Nancy. She really needed some conditioner. I mean, definitely. I was like, girl, get control of your curls. I don't know. I feel like that was, like, an 80s thing. It probably was an 80s thing. I feel like a lot of people had frizzy hair. <laughs> I also felt like she always kind of had like her face like, ooh, I don't even know how to describe it. Like, <laughs> I don't, I did not notice that. This is an audio medium. So I will stop making faces. <laughs> I don't remember her making any weird faces anyway. So even looking at you, I'm like, what? <laughs> Speaking of the 80s and whether or not something is just the 80s or if it's a production issue. The class that she's in looks like a mix of 40-year-olds. And, like, it was such a weird mix of... I didn't pay attention enough okay. to it, but that's funny. But I don't know if it's just because everyone looked older in the 80s. Like, everyone had those big glasses and everything. Yeah, people did look like they were, like, freaking grandmas and shit. <laughs> like, our mom, when she was, like, in her early 20s, she her style was so old. Yeah, those, like, big glasses, curly hair. And- yeah. <laughs> That was all the 80s. Cool <laughs> and this is early 80s. So we're not talking like scrunchies and neon. This is high-waisted jeans and sweaters is what we're talking about. But I mean, I love it. It's cute. <laughs> well, now it's like back. <laughs> I've bought like 80s sweaters from like Goodwill and I'm like, yeah. Look at my sweater. Yeah, retro. <laughs> yeah, retro. <laughs> Oh my god, that's my favorite line from that movie. Yeah, retro. (laughs) If you don't know what we're talking about, I feel sad for you. And it's from Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the movie. And you should watch it. Yes. So I watched it the other day because I was just reliving, you know, my... Like, I was watching all the movies I loved as a teenager. And that was what I texted you. Nothing else. I just texted, yeah, retro. (laughs) I I watched, like shortly after you were watching i think it's the next day <laughs> oh 
that is my favorite teen movie. That one and Clueless are by far like my favorite teen movies. I'm glad I'm old enough to know those and that my teen movies aren't, I guess, can't hardly wait. And that shit was my time. I just kind of ignored it. American Pie. Anyways. Back to Nightmare on Elm Street. Another thing I noticed about the 80s that just kind of stuck out to me for some random reason is yeah. the fact that they have large-ass TVs in bed with them. Yeah. <laughs> like, Bobby was, like, holding on to, like, <laughs> monstrous TV. If I'm, like, watching TV in bed now, like, on my phone. So it's just crazy to think of it's huge-ass. It's not flat screen. It's round as fuck, and they're just chilling in their bed. If you had a large TV back then, it weighed five oh, pounds. yeah. I remember our TV. It wasn't even that, like, big of a screen, and fuck, it was fucking heavy. I did, like, lifting that shit was, you don't do it. <laughs> Such a pain in the fucking ass. I'm so glad we're flat screens on our phones. I usually yeah. use my computer. Yep. The future, we didn't know. Just skinnier. Everything yeah. is smaller. It's just funny to, like, see it like that. So another rule to live by from this movie, there's a lot. If you see your friend in a body bag calling to you, don't follow him. <laughs> okay, that's a bit of a stretch. I hate when that happens. I know it happens all the <laughs> So another fun fact from the documentary I watched, she said that that was straight up traumatizing to be in the body bag. Oh, yeah, I guess. Because you shouldn't be in a body bag. Yeah, that's scary. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, I didn't either. She said it was really hard to do. And and then later in the movie, you know, where she's standing, then there's snakes or whatever coming out. Yeah. That was real. So she had to stand in a body bag, and then there were all these creatures. <laughs> I love scary movies, and I know, like, acting in a scary movie, it's not as scary because, like, right. you're obviously, like, surrounded by a million people and all this shit's going on. But I still don't think I could do it. I'd be like, this is scaring me. <laughs> like, Especially this one. Yeah, like, I feel like there's a lot of times where, like, they're doing, like, creepy things. And I'm like, I can't imagine even doing that just for fakeness. <laughs> well, in this one, there were, besides the things I've already told you, there was also, you know, his knives, his hand thing. Yeah. They had a lot of different versions. And they had some that were the safe knives. And then they had, like, real knives. And there were a couple times where Robert England had the wrong one on. Oh! Yeah. <laughs> Nancy definitely could have gotten cut during this whole thing. Oh my god. They're lucky. It's not like one of those movies where everyone ends up dead? No. Thankfully not. But all the actors expressed, like, it was kind of a dangerous set. We were all so young, we didn't know any better. That's insane, though. So the boiler room, I said the boiler room set is awesome, but after watching the documentary, they were in a real boiler room. It was like this old ass building. And in fact, it was condemned like the year after. So they were in, again, very dangerous situations to make this movie happen. It's insane. But it was such good ambiance. It's so creepy. It's so good. I mean, yeah, it all works. <laughs> it worked. It's effective. That's, that's for sure. <laughs> so everyone thinks it's Rod, but basically Rod ends up getting killed mm-hmm. by Freddy. He gets strangled and it, it still kind of looks though like he did it because it looked somewhat like a suicide. Yeah. So at that point, it's still not totally obvious that there's anything supernatural or weird going on. I just wanted to make sure we talked about the fact he's dead now. He's gone. <laughs> okay. 
So one of the scariest parts in this movie for me, and I agree that it's it's more campy and silly than scary. It's definitely like got that 80s vibe. Wes Craven always has a little tongue in cheek. It's always a little campy. Mm-hmm. And the part where she's in the bathtub. Yeah, I think that's my scariest because I love bathtubs. And you're naked, so you're like barely vulnerable. Yes, and it comes up through her legs. Yes, that's, ooh, no. Ah! You know, what's funny is I like forgot, I don't know how I forgot that part, but when it happened, I was like, oh, that's, shit. Like, that's like one scene I know without ever seeing. <laughs> oh my God, that's so awful. Yeah, that, that one I really don't like. And you shouldn't sleep in the bathtub. Yeah, that's accurate. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I, I keep telling you the glimpses of the real thing. They just had a hole in the bathtub and there was someone in there with her. Who would like go under the water and then, I mean, I'm sure she was wearing like a swimsuit or something. No, I know, but still, that's creepy. Yes, I know. I couldn't do it. (laughs) Oh, my notes say one of the worst images ever, his hand coming out of the bath. Yeah, I hate that. Oh my God. Okay, so not being able to sleep is literally torture. When my son was born, he was very sensitive and almost colicky, on the verge of colicky. And he would only sleep if my husband or I were holding him. I started to go fucking insane. I'm not kidding. Like, it was, ugh. I mean, there are other reasons I only have one child, but that is a big fucking reason I only have one child. For sure. I'm always annoyed at parents are like, oh, my baby sleeps so well. I'm like, fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) You have no idea. Yeah, no, that's, it's awful. Oh, there's a one point where, where Nancy looks in the mirror and she says something like, oh God, I look 20 years old. And I was like, shut up, bitch. <laughs> I didn't oh, even you look notice. 20. I didn't even notice that. What? <laughs> yeah. She's like, I look 20 years old. Oh, boo-hoo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, whatever. I don't, I don't know if I ever told this. So my students often don't know like how old I am for real. And last year they were like, you're like 29, right? And I was like, yes, yes, I'm 29. <laughs> no, really, what age are you? And I was like, I'm 36. And they're like, what? You don't look that old. And I was like, no, it's because I'm cool. <laughs> <laughs> if you stay cool, you stay looking younger. Uh, I mean, that's pretty accurate. Yeah, I agree. Another one of the effects I really liked, but was also like really freaky was when she's climbing up the stairs and it's like marshmallow almost sucking her. I feel like that's very real dream-like shit, you know? I have a lot of dreams where it's like I'm trying to walk and my legs are heavy and stuff. That's a really common, not technically marshmallow stairs, but like right. that concept of not being able to move when you're trying is a very common concept and it sucks. I hate dreams like that. Yeah. That's interesting. I would be curious to know, because the documentary I watched was pretty short, but I'd be curious to know if when writing it, if he was like, what are some common dream? I feel like he probably did some sort of research on that, because then it's scarier to more people if it's something you can actually have experienced in your dreams already. So I loved her mom. Yeah. Drinky the drunk mom. (laughs) That's who I would be if I was a mom. (laughs) (laughs) She was just always, she like would go to sleep with her Malibu and stuff. (laughs) i loved it this is just a random thought one of the funeral guests looked exactly like eileen warnos that is (laughs) yeah but i definitely didn't like (laughs) notice it (laughs) like what is she doing here (laughs) oh my god 
So plot, just so we keep up with what the plot. So Rod is dead. Nancy's being attacked in her dreams. She can't sleep. So she's using lots of caffeine to stay awake. She has Glenn watch over her as she sleeps. And then he fucks up, which I'm like, Glenn, God damn it. Stay awake. But he, he's like, fuck you. <laughs> well, he falls asleep so quick. Too. I know. She's like, are you fucking kidding me? You couldn't stay awake for a little bit. <laughs> and then this is when her mom actually takes her to a sleep disorder clinic. Because her mom just thinks she's just like stressed and having a hard time, which that's yeah. what you would think. But she ends up seeing that it is something more than just a sleep disorder because her numbers like start going off the chart and she's flipping around in bed. And Well, and then she brings back a hat. His hat. Yeah. And it has his name in it. And she's like, yeah, how did I just come up with a hat, mom? <laughs> <laughs> and then mom is like oh that. i know that name yeah and then that yeah that's when we like start to find out more about him yeah that's when she talks about how kruger was an insane child murderer who was released on a technicality and then burned alive by the parents literally her parents burned him alive insane <laughs> Insane. Um, so he's technically a vengeful ghost and he wants revenge and so that's why we have freddy krueger i don't get how he's vengeful he was a murderer first he was a murderer they were vengeful i feel like that's true i wonder if they mean vengeful because of who he chooses to target initially i i mean yeah i guess kids of yeah like related yeah i guess so that's my assumption so let's talk about freddy for a minute okay Arguably one of the most famous horror villains of all time. Yeah. You know, he's up there with Michael and Jason and, you know, Dracula. <laughs> that was a weird switch. It was like, <laughs> they go well together and then Dracula. <laughs> so how Wes Craven came up with him is just this. The name came from a bully that was mean to Wes Craven. His hat matched the hat of a guy that scared the shit out of Wes Craven when he was a kid. Oh my gosh. He chose the colors red and green because they're the hardest colors to distinguish. You know, red, green, colorblind. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. And then the weapon was based on cat claws. I mean, my cat has some freaking scratchers on her, so. <laughs> Kitty got claws. Yeah. <laughs> and they did, and he did say he wanted to make it look like something someone could have made on their own in like their basement. Yeah. But I just thought that was interesting that Freddy is basically people who tormented Wes Craven. All put I, into one. I mean, I think that's good to have it like based on your own experience. I know. We should write our own horror movie. Oh, I'm probably with a character. I got plenty of horror. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I mean, how many of these movies do we watch and we're like, yeah, I've experienced that. <laughs> right? <laughs> put it all together. It's going to be the scariest fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, the rest of I'm just going to finish the plot. Basically, yeah. the rest of it is that Nancy thinks that since she grabbed the hat, that she's going to pull him out and, like, get him, basically. That's her plan. But she needs Glenn to wake him up. But Glenn's parents are like, you're not going to hang out with that crazy person anymore, that crazy woman. So she has to do it completely on her own. Uh, her mom dies at one point because Freddy Krueger escapes and smothers her mom. Oh, the fire. When he's on fire... Again, 80s. That was a real dude who like did fire a stunt guy. And they were talking in the documentary that they couldn't believe how long he was on fire and they were like ready to put him out on their own. And then when it was over, he was like, I'm good. It's all good. Oh my God. (laughs) This movie. 
So if you ever get a chance, you should watch the movie because it's amazing. But there is a great documentary too that you should definitely look into because it was pretty, pretty interesting. So let me see if I can remember the name of it because I found it on like YouTube. It wasn't even, wasn't hard to get. I'll find the name before the end of the podcast. Uh, The 80s. They're smoking in the hospital. Yeah, that's crazy. (laughs) Freaking smoking anywhere now. Like, it's so weird to see that in movies. I'm like, what the fuck? Especially because it's in a hospital? Well, yeah, that's even worse. It's really the one place you really shouldn't ever. (laughs) That's it. I mean, like, I get it. I don't like smoking in places, I'm I'm actually thankful for smoking bans, but I remember going out in my early 20s and coming home and smelling like an ashtray. But like a hospital, it seems like that would be obvious. Just the fact that there's oxygen like lying around. Right? Shouldn't you not have that near oxygen or? You, you know? would think. They figured it out, I guess, finally. <laughs> <laughs> Took a long time. I think it's so creepy that her mom put bars on the window. Yeah, I don't. What was that about? I don't get it. Because Nancy was like, this is happening in my dream. (laughs) Right. Let me put bars on the window. (laughs) Something's going to get you. Oh my God. I don't know what that was about. Shit. According to the movie, Freddie killed at least 20 kids. That's a lot of fucking kids. Jesus. That's a lot. A lot of kids. That's a lot of kids. And why kids? Because they're annoying. (laughs) (laughs) They are. But no, I don't know. Oh my God. I forgot about how... Um, her mom has the freaking knives. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. What the fuck? Still has it in her incinerator or whatever. Why? That reminds me of Supernatural, right? Where if you don't actually burn everything, you can't get rid of the spirit. So that's why he's still around? Because they didn't fucking burn everything? I would burn it. I think that's a bad idea to be keeping that shit around. Well, I would at least get rid of it. I would not keep that shit in my house. Well, right? Bury it somewhere or something. Something. I would not just have it hanging out. <laughs> and she didn't even have to find it. She was just like, it was here. very easy to get. <laughs> I'm surprised Nancy didn't find it when she was like seven. <laughs> What's this? She puts it on her hand. <laughs> she comes up the stairs. <laughs> Oh my god. So one of the things I really missed from the 80s watching this is remember when you could just take the phone off the hook and just not be available? I miss Yeah, that. that is crazy. Do you even really remember that? I mean, that still happened in the 90s in the yeah, I guess. 2000s. Yeah, I wasn't alive in the 80s, so I wouldn't know. That's true. Again, <laughs> this was made in 1984, which is the best year ever <laughs> because I was born that year. So this is the part when Glenn gets killed and there's that amazing blood effect. And I really like that part. I think it's really cool. It's one of the things I always remembered. Oh, this line really stuck out to me. You won't need a stretcher up there. You'll need a mop. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, and it starts coming through the ceiling. That's gross. It's really gross. You know, when Nancy was like building traps, I was like, oh, it's like home alone. It is kind of like that. Yes. I would kill myself. If I had traps like that, I would absolutely accidentally trip them and I'd, I would get hit myself. Yeah, I can feel that. I hit myself <laughs> on shit that's not set up to hurt me. Right? Just running into shit. Like, she has a sledgehammer. Oh, yeah, that one's oof. That would definitely just end up falling right into my face. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, you know me, I'd just kill myself in the beginning anyway. <laughs> we know that that's not true anymore because we're currently in the midst of a global pandemic. 
And you haven't immediately went to like zombies, so. <laughs> I'm going to act like I haven't felt suicidal during 2020. <laughs> yeah, but now it's just the natural state of everyone's being is to feel like really depressed and down. I mean, it's fucking 2020. Well, to be honest, I've actually had less depression and more anxiety. Like, I just feel crazy all the time. Like, ah! I was having a lot of anxiety, but then I got on some anxiety drugs and that helped. And then the depression kicked up? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you yes. have to have one. Yeah, that is, I, I feel that. That is my mental health. Because my depression's been good, but my anxiety is shit. And if it switched, that's exactly what would happen. I love the last thing that Nancy says. What'd she say? You're shit. That's the last thing she says to Freddy Krueger, and I just love it. And then it's all back to normal. And this is when the studio was like, you need to have some sort of way to keep it going. And originally, Wes Craven had wanted it to be where Nancy gets in the car and Freddy Krueger's driving. But instead, they make the car look like Freddy, his sweater. Yeah, it's like the colors of him. And then he grabs her mom through the window, which actually kind of freaked me out. I was confused for a second because, like, all of a sudden it's happy. I was like, what happened? Right. (laughs) I was like, wait, did I miss something? Did I fall asleep? (laughs) I was so confused. (laughs) And then I was like, oh, this is just a fucked up thing but yeah because everyone was back alive and I was like what and then you hear the chant again yeah that creepy little like five six grab your crucifix seven eight this is like definitely like one of those endings where it's like doesn't end happy yeah but I don't mind it in this one I think I don't know I think it like works I think if they just like wrapped it up too well it would have not made any sense you know yeah, you want her to win, but she's not going to win against Freddy. It's not like she died either. Like, it's not like he just, like, completely offed everyone and he won. It was just more kind of, like, ambiguous. Yeah. Now I'm going to have nightmares. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Don't scare me. <laughs> so, that's basically, we mostly just talked about the things we liked, but that's, because it's a pretty simple story. It's just, you know, teenagers being attacked in their dreams. Yeah. It was a very low budget film. They had to raise almost all the money themselves. And in fact, there was a couple times where they looked like they were going to have to shut down production and it wouldn't become a film. The production manager had to put up his own money to make it happen. Was this like one of Wes Craven's like first movies? This was like his first. Yeah. He had done a couple of like little things, but this was his first. And he had done, he didn't really initially want to get into horror, but people kept giving him opportunities to do horror. So and then he just like kind of leaned in on it yeah i thought the cinematography was phenomenal considering they had such a tiny budget and they had to be so freaking creative yeah i think they did a pretty good job on everything especially for the time period freddie's makeup is based on um actual burn victim pictures it took what go ahead just one random part when his face falls off yeah (laughs) you know me and face stuff that was that was rough i don't do face stuff poltergeist i know you think it's cheesy it's the same concept and i don't like it so apparently the makeup took three hours to put on and it did actually hurt his face over time he was really starting to not do well with the makeup (laughs) this was and i know this movie is nuts and he couldn't take it off obviously because it takes three hours to put on he'd have to eat lunch in his makeup and yeah that makes sense like yeah you can't take it on and off 
Oh, this is, I, I mentioned how there were different versions of the, the fingers, the hand. Yeah. And the very first time that Robert England was playing with the real one, he cut himself in the face. <laughs> Whoops. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious, but horrible at the same time. This was an intense movie behind the scenes. <laughs> it really is. So the actual number, I wrote it down, there was 80 practical effects shot in this 90-minute film. So almost a practical shot oh, once a minute. Which that's is insane. And then Alan was like, well, there's more, there's a lot more, you know, now. And I'm like, yeah, but not practical effects. Yeah. Like, it's totally different. Most of it's not practical effects these days. They also said that because of their low budget, most of the effects were really simple and they got them in one take. That's nice. Isn't that crazy? I can't imagine the stress of that. Yeah, like making sure you got it done right away. It's wild. To do Johnny Depp's blood room thing. It took 220 gallons of blood. Fake blood, obviously. <laughs> I would hope they weren't using real blood when there's, like, people who need it. <laughs> so that's all the weird factoids I have about this film. You know, I was re-listening to some of our episodes, because I do do that. And we had abandoned our rating system, and we started going with, should you watch it, and is it scary? Oh, yeah, I remember that. I totally forgot about that. I like that better, because my ratings... So <laughs> yeah, rating systems suck. In fact, I was listening to a different podcast and they were talking about how rating systems suck because a three basically means that it was okay and you enjoyed it, but that is such a range of films. Oh yeah, exactly. Our new thing is, should you watch it and was it scary? Yeah. You can go first. Should you watch it? Yes. Was it scary? Not really scary. There's like creepiness to it, but... It's not, like, terrifying. It's just creepy, 80s scary. Did you like it? Yeah, you should watch it. I definitely think you should watch this film. I love it. The more I talked about it, the more I loved it. I love the music. You should definitely watch it. I'm a big fan. If you like kind of campy horror films, this is a great one. But there are still like legitimate scares. If you like practical effects like we've been talking about, I think it's worth it. But I also, if you are a horror fan, I think it's kind of important to watch the classics and to go back to where they started. And this is obviously one that had a huge impact on the horror genre and horror in general. I mean, like I said earlier, who are the scariest dudes in horror? Freddy is one of them. Yeah, um, yeah, I feel like that's definitely something that if you're into horror, you should see. And it's cool to see Johnny Depp in his first role. Yeah, it is. He's <laughs> so like cutie. a little baby. He is a little baby. <laughs> so the makeup artist is David Miller. I want to give him a shout out because he designed Kruger's face. And the music is actually produced by Charles Bernstein. And I believe... Bernstein has also done some music on Kill Bill and Inglorious Bastards, which I'm a fan of. He did score for some other horror films, Cujo, April Fool's Day, and the film was actually written by Wes Craven, which is pretty cool. All right, so that was Nightmare on Elm Street. So you do have to rent it if you want to see it, but it's definitely worth a rent if you haven't seen it ever. And... If you have seen the other ones that follow this and you think that they're good, you should let us know because I would love to see them. But I tend to be skeptical about sequels in general. 
I feel that. Uh, not that there aren't any good sequels, but generally. All right. Well, we will talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.